0: Welcome to Perspectives on Youth Sports. I'm Tony Segreto. Join us as we discuss the impact of youth sports with some of the great leaders of business, entertainment, and sports. To learn more, visit TonySegretoSports.com. And now for today's show. Our guest today is Peter McLaughlin. Uh, Peter's a great story. And, And again, one of the things we're stressing about Perspectives in Youth Athletics is not everyone makes it. Everyone may have that dream to make it. But as you will hear in this interview with Peter McLaughlin, it's like winning the lottery. A great tennis player, a New Hampshire State tennis champion, varsity letter winner in three sports in high school, played varsity tennis at Dartmouth College all four years. He played squash all four years at Dartmouth, was a captain uh, of his freshman team. He won the biggest award you can win at Dartmouth for an athlete, the Archibald Athletic Prize recipient, given the best scholar athlete at Dartmouth. He graduated Dartmouth. He then went on to Harvard for his MBA and now finds himself as chairman, CEO, and president of MBI. It's a company that brings consumers around the world collectible books, jewelry, coins, and also products from the Danbury Mint. Peter is a great, great gentleman who talks about leadership, what athletics meant to him, and what athletics did to put him in a position to be a success in the business world as he is today. Peter McLaughlin, we are uh, so excited to have you on Tony Segreto Sports. Uh, Just, you know, kind of looking at your your history in athletics and where you find yourself now as chairman and CEO and president of MBI. um, it, it lends itself to what we're talking about, to bringing balance and perspective back into youth athletics, because um, we should probably tell people, and then you can, you can kind of further elaborate on this, uh, you know, three sports star, a star in high school, uh, varsity tennis player at Dartmouth all four years, uh, squash player at Dartmouth all four years, Archibald Athletic Prize recipient. Um, On and on and on. And I would think at some point when you were growing up in the New Hampshire area playing tennis, uh, part of you was thinking, uh, goodness, well, I could probably be like a Jimmy Connors or uh, <laughs> Yvonne Lendl or Harold Solomon or Eddie Diz. We can go down the list of, of great male tennis players.
1: Yeah, it, um, you know, it, 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 it's an interesting question because when I was in high school, I actually grew up in Massachusetts uh, playing tennis. I thought I was a pretty damn good tennis player. But then when I got to Dartmouth College and realized that I was one of 10 guys trying out for the tennis team, all of us captains of our team, all of us really good players, it was a very humbling experience that I realized I wasn't that much better than, than the rest of them. So that's when you had to sort of do the gut check and say, hey, do I really want to do this? And if I do really want to do it, uh, I really got to commit. And uh, I really loved the tennis coach at Dartmouth College. I loved uh, the balance of tennis and academics at Dartmouth. And so I was all in. And uh, it was through a lot of hard work, a lot of perseverance, and a lot of um, self-reflection, which sort of made me as successful as I was as a collegiate tennis player.
0: At what point? Um, and the reason I ask this in this way: um, Did the light go on? And we spoke last week with Stan Wilcox, who's the athletic director at Florida State. He played college basketball at Notre Dame, um, and he said somewhere, probably in his junior year, this light went on that said to him, you know, even though my my emotional want sees sees uh, sees me in the NBA, um, the reality is. I'm probably not going to get there, so I'm going to throw as much effort into my academics as I do into my athletics.
1: Yeah, I, the light went off for me probably my freshman year, um, Tony, because I, I was playing Ivy League tennis. I was not playing, you know, Big Ten tennis or tennis in California. I I, I knew pretty early on that whatever tennis I was going to be, uh, whatever level I was going to be competing at, it wasn't going to be at the national level. It was going to be at the regional level, and I just wanted to play tennis to the best of my abilities and get a, get as good at that sport as I could. Um, I also just it, it really enjoyed the camaraderie of the tennis team. I mean, even though tennis is an individual sport. You still have uh, you know eight or nine other guys in the team that you have to support and uh, uh, will to victory and it's it's the the, the camaraderie and, and the whole team aspect of tennis was something which i really really enjoyed i got a flavor of it in high school but it was it was really uh, uh, at a much higher level in college and that's where i just said to myself hey this is this is a lot of fun and i'm also becoming a better tennis player and I felt very fortunate to be part of it.
0: Beyond that, Peter, um, you know, you leave Dartmouth, which is this, you know, great academic Ivy League school. You then go on to Harvard to get your, your, your MBA. Um, and then you, you, you go through this series of, of business challenges as a professional and find yourself now chairman and CEO and president of this really big company. What was it about athletics what foundation was set that's helped you and still helps you to this day, be a business success?
1: It's a great question, and uh, it's you know I, I do tell some of the younger managers here that um, uh, I probably learned more uh, as a as an athlete uh, about survive, you know succeeding in life than I did in the classroom. Even even though going to a great school like Dartmouth. Um, and, of course, I learned a lot of important things in the classroom, but uh, the things I learned uh, as an athlete have served me extremely well uh, in life. Uh, some of the, the, the things that come to mind are, are the, is the self-confidence that it breeds because, you know, I, the self-confidence isn't there right off the bat. You have to learn the self-confidence, and the way to learn is by losing a little bit. Uh, you lose matches, you learn from those losses and then you get better and you'll win the next match because of the things that you learned. Um, how to work as a team uh, as a teammate uh, how to how to support and, and help the the other players on the team do be the best they can be. Um, the, uh, the, the whole self-confidence thing I can't over uh, I, I can't say, uh, too much about that, and how important that is in terms of not doubting yourself, uh, and, and and leading. I mean, uh, I was captain of a couple sports in college. Um, I realized that leading is is a very important trait in life. You have got to lead in business to be successful. I mean, there are a lot of people that are good business operators. They 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 can run a business. They can manage a business. But what we're looking for in our company and where people really excel in business is when they lead, when they, when they improve the standards of a business, when they, they lead by innovating, when they have a vision, when they bring that company to a new higher place, that's what leadership is all about. And you can learn about that in athletics. That's that it's a very tangible uh, example of leadership. It's interesting because uh,
0: leaders, um, any. Any, any of the the worker bees or the, the employees or the, the men or women under the troops, um, a leader, a true leader, they will follow to the end of the earth. Uh, and there's a difference between being a leader and being someone with authority because with authority, you just do it because you have to.
1: Right. And I
0: find that extremely interesting in terms of what you're looking at and how that's helped you because one of the things we're trying to stress, and I know you're aware of this, um, with tony segreto sports in this youth athletic movement is create champions of character and also create balance and perspective in youth athletics because what we're finding today is more and more parents are uh, zeroing in on one sport let's say or or making sure that uh, you know they don't ever want another child to have an edge because their parents are doing such and such and they don't think about the academics as much as they do my child is going to be that one to get the scholarship, or to play on Sunday, or to be on the tennis court. Let's we can go on and on.
1: Yeah, I mean, and even even you know even if you get the scholarship, I mean, very very few people go on to be pro athletes. I mean, it's like it's like winning a lottery. So uh, I think it's so important that. Um, uh, parents realize uh, how uh, the fact that integrity, being a good person is more important than anything else in this world. And, uh, you know, when, when you lead an organization and the, the older you get, I'm 61 now, uh, the, the, the biggest uh, takeaways I get now from managing the company is how I can be a mentor to our younger people. And, and the bottom line is, if they don't like you, if they think you're if if they think you're fake, if they don't think you're genuine, if they don't think you have integrity, they're not going to follow you for very long. They're going to jump ship. And uh, I've always told people, you want to work for a company where you want to be one of those leaders, where you want to be like them. If you look up to those leaders, if you look up to the CEO, that's probably a pretty good company. It probably has a pretty good value set. And uh, so that's that's just a very important. Um, lesson in life that uh, if you don't have integrity in this, if you don't have integrity, you're not going to have anything to run. People aren't going to want to be around you. They'll they'll find out sooner or later that you're not the person they want to be around.
0: Being brought up around athletics your whole life, being a participant and still being involved at, at some level, what advice would you give parents? What advice would you give coaches about coaching, mentoring, guiding your children, and your athlete?
1: You know, it's, 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 it's pretty straightforward because it sort of transcends sports. It's really how you should approach life, which is try to find your passion. Don't force feed any of the sports. I mean, expose your children to all the sports programs. Try to find out which ones they're passionate about and let them go after it. But But don't make it a chore. Don't make it work. Don't make it not fun. Sports are supposed to be fun. They're they're also a very useful uh, tool to 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 bring maturity to a kid. You know, to 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 help them grow and help them survive and whatnot. But you know, you want you want your kids to enjoy what they're doing because they're they're, if they don't, they won't want to do it and they'll stop playing or they'll stop playing with a passion that they're going to need to play well. And I've I've just seen too many. Uh, some of my friends, where they just they, they they find out that their kid's good at something, and that's what they want to do, what what they want their kid to do 24/7. And I think that comes um, at a price. And I I sort of regret the fact that these days now in college you can only be a one-sport athlete because all these sports programs are year-round. I mean, when I when I played tennis at Dartmouth. Uh, I picked up squash my freshman year, and I played on the varsity squash team for a few years uh, after that. So you can't really do that these days. Um, Everyone is so focused on uh, being an expert at one thing, and all the sports programs sort of cater to that. And I just worry a little bit that it takes a lot of the fun uh, out out, out of sports because it becomes a job almost yeah we're
0: finding that more and more, especially these travel leagues. And I yes. know around Connecticut, maybe you could address it. these travel leagues are almost to me, they're out of control.
1: yeah, and they they are, they are they they're year round. and and the other thing that I think is a little is is a shame is that the colleges, are, are reaching down into the sophomore and junior years in high school and, and telling these kids that, hey, they can come if they keep their grades up and they keep excelling at the sport that they want them to, to play in college. And so these kids are are already thinking about one school as a sophomore, and they're already thinking about college when they're still in high school. And it's it's all part of this um sort of like sports is a big business and, and every, every school wants to have an edge and so they're all reaching down as far as they can to find the next star. And I think it takes some of the, 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 the youthfulness out of what sports in high school and sports in junior high should be all about, which is exploring your passion in sports and doing it for the right reasons, not doing it just to, to get a scholarship.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I think and I think listen, as a parent of a, of an athlete myself and uh you know, you never you know, the the parent always wants something better for their children than they had. Right. And if if you see that as I mentioned earlier that someone is getting this uh, a hitting lesson or a tennis lesson and and they're in direct competition with your child, you want to be as competitive because that's who you are. And, and, and don't even realize that maybe the example we're setting is not the best example. Right. Because exactly. And so it's up to the parent to understand that. And I think bringing that out is is, is vital, especially what we're trying to accomplish here yeah, and with our movement.
1: Absolutely. What's really changed too, Tony, and you sort of hit on an interesting subject here, was you know, parents now go to all the games in high school and they attend all the games in college. Um, and I know that my son played uh, varsity lacrosse at Harvard. I went to every single one of his games as a junior and senior. I contrast that with my parents when I was at Dartmouth. I think they saw me play one or two tennis matches in my entire four year career at Dartmouth. <laughs> it wasn't that they weren't interested, they just didn't, it just wasn't expected. And, and, and in, in a way, I'm not sure which one's better, Tony, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's the
0: something, you know, you're, they're all memory markers. And I, and I agree yeah. with you because you, see, you never want to give the impression that um, it's uh, what you want. And, and they're just, your your child is trying to uh, appease the parent. And and right. I find that more and more. I've seen that uh, with some of my daughter's teammates that basically some of the girls uh, that she played softball with were doing it because their parents wanted them to. And they really were not having a good time at all. Yeah. And it showed. It really And that's did. a shame.
1: And that's it a is. shame because it, it didn't have to be that way. It wouldn't have, to, doesn't have to be that way. And uh, so that's, but unfortunately, that's, that's. Fairly, fairly common.
0: It is. Listen, before I let you go, and I, and I thank you for your time. I, I do have to ask you, um, as as the, the the president, chairman, CEO of MBI, which is uh, uh, you you bring consumers uh, world collectible books, jewelry, coins, and Danbury Mint products. Yeah. Um, how, how many of these requests have anything to do with youth athletics or athletics in general?
1: Well, when you say request, Tony, what do you mean by that? If,
0: if, you know, you have all these collectible books. And, yep. and does, does anyone ask for something that can be, you know, sports centric or, or anything that you make and provide oh, the abso- consumer? Absolutely.
1: We, we actually have some pretty um, robust uh, licenses with uh, Major League Baseball uh, and with the NFL. We sell a fair amount of sports apparel. Uh, back when we were selling more collectibles, we did replicas of baseball stadiums, football stadiums. We sell a lot of sports jewelry, you know, uh, team earrings, team rings, team necklaces. We even sell, you know, San Francisco 49er handbags, things like that. I mean, sports, I mean, passionate sports fans are are, are great customers. <laughs> yeah, I bet they are. I, I bet they are.
0: Well, <clears throat> if you want to know more about uh, what MBI has and uh, it's the, what's the website?
1: Uh, you just go probably the best one to go to we have a number of websites but just type in danburymint.com and you'll come to our website
0: very good very good well listen it, w- it was a pleasure to have you on uh, what a wonderful career you've had what a great message you have given our parents and our coaches and um, we're, we're just very thankful that you were able to spend some time with us
1: thanks Tony I appreciate
0: it and a very special thank you to Peter McLaughlin for being with us today to learn more about the impact of youth sports in your community and our future, visit TonySegrettoSports.com. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. You can also follow us on Twitter at TSigretto Sports. I'm Tony Segretto with perspectives on youth sports. Thank you for listening.